everybody. Welcome back. Another episode, Vegas Fever Podcast. Uh, Jason and Paula here with you. Hi. Um, it's allergies. It's allergies. It's allergy season. <laughs> uh, welcome to the South in 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 the spring. Uh, it's terrible. Um, Paula here. Jason with you. I think you said that. Yeah. Well, I mean, just in case they forgot in the last few seconds, I guess. So a lot going on Vegas sports wise, really a lot of it just kind of happened in the last few days. Obviously the Golden Knights have, have been, you know, in and out with their series with Edmonton, which, which wrapped up last night. Um, you're welcome, everybody. Every time I go to sleep, every time we go to sleep, the Golden Knights come back and win. So <laughs> you're welcome. So mad. You're welcome. My problem with, my problem with the Golden Knights in this series was that they would take these cheap penalties. Well, penalties in general to Edmonton, you know, their power play is historically good. It's almost 50% or around 50%, which is, uh, I mean, you know, for context, the Golden Knights were like at 20%, not even for the series. So, I mean, you know, goal, you know, Edmonton is basically almost three times better than the Golden Knights were on the power play. And so when you give them those opportunities and you know, this as you know what I mean? Like this is talked about, I'm sure in the locker room, it's talked about in the organizations talked about with the players if you give them extra opportunities, they're going to score. And Edmonton scored like 10 power play goals. That's a lot. That's ridiculous. I didn't realize it was that That's many. ridiculous. I, I mean, you can't do that. That was my issue. Edmonton could not play five on five with the Golden Knights and win because Vegas is a better five on five team. It's when you gave them those extra opportunities that the Golden Knights got caught uh, they were they were put in a hole, and their two losses in the series was because of those poor showings on the penalty kill and giving Edmonton extra opportunities. But there's a whole bunch to kind of go over. Last time, you know, we Sorry, spoke. I was just remembering last night when we were watching a little bit of it, and the Knights scored pretty much right off the bat, and yeah. then um, Edmonton scored, and you were really pissed. They scored twice. <laughs> <laughs> in like a minute and something. And that was the only just two like, goals they had. And then that was the only two goals they had. And then after that, Aiden Hill was I'm some sorry, kind of rock star. I'm going to have, I have tissue and I'm not, I'm, I'm suffering over here. So I apologize. It's not COVID. It's not contagious. Oh, wait, <laughs> you can't see us uh, in, in person. You're not here. Anyway, you could see us. You're just not here. You, 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 I mean, you get what I'm saying. So, um, the last time we spoke, it was right after the Winnipeg series. The Golden Knights were coming in to this series. They took game oh, yeah. one. Um, it was a really good showing by the Golden Knights. Edmonton came back. It was back and forth. Uh, each team basically alternated wins until the last two um, that the Golden Knights were able to do. The, the series was tied at two. So much, so much... There was a lot of chirping. There was a lot of physicality. It was a really physical series. And I, you know, part of me does believe that being able to take out Edmonton is a huge roadblock down, especially when you don't have Colorado, the defending champs, especially when you don't have Boston over there in the right, East. Right. You, you don't, I mean, <clears throat> the teams that are left standing are, you know, Florida and Carolina, and then the winner of Dallas, Seattle, and then Vegas. So, Vegas has one of the best odds out of the four teams. I believe they have the best odds uh, to win the Stanley Cup, and that's just all that is is odds. Um, yeah. 
you know, uh, I, I really tried to take the high road before the series um, with Evander Kane, and I just couldn't Ugh, after like I don't even know five seconds bothered. of that guy. I told you. Because it had been a little while since the Golden Knights had played a, an Evander Kane team in the playoffs, and you were right, <laughs> yeah. uh, per the usual. That guy... <clears throat> I don't know if I should be careful here with my words or if I should just say that sometimes a Vander Kane plays hockey like trash. And sometimes there are certain players on the Golden Knights who make trash mistakes. I feel like a Vander Kane has always been kind of this player when he was with San Jose and he's doing it again. I mean, well, not anymore. His season's over. That's right. He'll be golfing. <laughs> uh, when you fuck around, you find out. That's Evander Kane's words, not mine. But you get the picture. So he cross-checked Alex. I mean, I don't know if you want to cross-check. He, he put a stick in Petrangelo's face early in the series. He took a run at Petrangelo again in the boards, which resulted in Petrangelo taking the slash um, penalty, which turned into a suspension. Um during game four. He's had so many issues with different teams throughout the years. I don't even know why he's still allowed to play. Well, it's like, it's like, you know, I mean, Tom Wilson is kind of on the same, you know what I mean? Like Tom Wilson's right there. Some people would argue about Ryan Reeves too. You know what I mean? Revo's not a repeat offender. Like Evander Kane is a repeat offender with the department of player services about what he does and how he plays. Um, and after everything that happened in his personal life, I understand that that's not hockey, but it is a bad look. And I think that these things combined, he's just, he doesn't always take the highest road when he plays hockey. Yeah. And you can't just, I mean, the period when he sticked Petrangelo in the face, the period was ending. There was like two seconds left, one second left. This guy is coming at Petrangelo full speed. And he sticks him in the face. What? No. There's no reason to do such a thing unless you're starting to – you're looking for trouble. <laughs> and exactly. Petrangelo had alluded to this in his press conference before game six. He was suspended for game five. He comes back and he's asked questions about you know, what's going on in the series, what's led to this, you know what I mean? And Petrangelo was like, well, it's pretty obvious what's going on. They're you know, looking for certain calls. He accused, you know, Edmonton of, you know, maybe taking dives, um, looking for penalties. Who could really blame them? Their penalty is their power play is historically good. So when you, I mean, if I mean, I'd be looking for a, a, a power play any way I could because every time they got on one, they scored. So, is it really fair though? If that's the only way you could score, that's what a lot of people are saying today. A lot of people are saying so. You're today, looking for. Um, what's the word? Like a easy, you're looking to cause trouble so you could score, score without causing a penalty. Right. And what happens is, is that when you have 97 and 29, which is McDavid and Dreisaitl, when you have those two guys in your lineup, you're kind of over the course of a series. And this is kind of something I didn't really think about. You're running them into the ground to get the advantage. But if you don't have a bottom six, if you don't have three other good lines and what their coach, Jay Woodcroft, tried to do was he tried to split them up 
to make two good lines instead of having one good line. And that doesn't work because they play well together. But if you don't have, you know, 12 guys rolling four lines like Vegas does, if you don't have that, you're going to lose. And I didn't really think about that. I thought that, you know, you got McDavid and you got Dreisaitl and, and, and other guys too that Edmonton was able to plug in. I thought that that would make them have the advantage and get them over the top. And I am glad to be wrong. I am always glad when it comes to teams that we love and we talk about here on the show, I'm so glad that I'm wrong because, you know, the Golden Knights are in the Western Conference final for the fourth time in six years of their existence. And Bill Foley said, you know, hey, um, cup and six, right? So this is your six. Vegas is going after the cup. It's... I mean, the harshest series has got to be over with. I mean, look, they're all tough. They're all tough. But I think that this was this was the block, I think. Um, I, I mean, think the toughest is going to be Stanley Cup final. I mean, there's nothing true. tougher than that, in my opinion. True, because once you get there, do you have enough horses left to win the race? I and mean, that's, it's either all or nothing. Exactly. You yeah. might as well have been eliminated the first round. True, true. I mean, if you don't if you don't win it, you've done nothing. I mean, you basically if you get to the Stanley Cup, you're Western Conference champions, and that's it. You're nothing. You're nothing else. You won a trophy that you were not supposed to touch, and that's it. You didn't win the big one, the Stanley Cup, which is what it's all about. Dallas and Seattle tonight, game seven. What do you have? What do you who do you think? Uh, who do you want? Do you want that Pete, Re- Pete DeBoer potential revenge tour? Do you want the expansions uh all f- Western Conference Final. I don't care one way or the other. I think it would be cool to have Seattle, but um, for some reason, I just feel like Dallas will be easier. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like it don't matter to me. I think it's... I think Seattle would be easier, but I want Dallas. To Truth be told, I just think they're good. the Knights are going to win regardless, so I think they're going to go to the Stanley Cup playoffs. The finals, I mean. They do have the advantage over all the teams left except for Carolina. If they did make it to the final, well, Carolina would have it. the advantage. I mean, I do believe in stats and stuff, but right. anything can happen. Vegas is a really good road team. Uh, probably some would believe better on the road than at home over the course of the season in playoffs. But the extra game sometimes does help. You see, I mean, it's just kind of crazy what's going on in the league. So all the teams – that are left, and I, and I want to make sure I got this right. All the teams that are left in the playoffs, and that includes the two that are going to one's going to eliminate the other tonight. Nope. They were not these teams that are left were not a franchise. Here's our cat. For those watching on YouTube, that was a cat crossing. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna move him. I'm gonna move him. Thanks, Bruno. <laughs> uh, Vegas Fever podcast featuring Bruno. Um, just real quick, insidetherink.com uh, at inside underscore the underscore rank on Twitter uh, is a proud sponsor of our show and where you could find our show uh, as well. So be sure to check them out. We'll have more stuff kind of like that as we roll on. I wanted to kind of complete my thought is that the last time a Canada team, a team from Canada won the Stanley Cup 30 years ago, all the teams remaining didn't exist or weren't in their current city. So Vegas and Seattle did not exist. Carolina was in Hartford. Dallas was in Minnesota, the original Minnesota team, the North Stars. 
Um, and Florida, I don't think Florida exists. The Panthers weren't a team either. Sorry, it just, so, I thought he was going to bite your leg, and I just thought it would be so funny if you're talking in the middle. You just, I was like, hey, I'm talking about hockey. Oh, God. You know what I mean? Like that. Yeah, yeah, just be, um, he's waiting. He's, he's underneath the table kind of waiting for his opportunity. Sorry. You going to suspend me a game for that? Because <laughs> I scratched you accidentally. So uh, <laughs> Toronto, of course, um, wins their first round series, loses their second round series to Florida. Um, and then Carolina beats New Jersey. So Carolina, Florida in the Eastern Conference final. And then, of course, Vegas waits, you know, like we said, Seattle or Dallas. Um, I want Dallas because of the time zones and the Pete DeBoer uh, kind of whooping that ass on Pete DeBoer. And I'll say this, Pete DeBoer and the Dallas Stars beat Vegas all three times during a regular season. And wow. I know what that looks like. And I know we're talking about stats and, you know, what things kind of appear to be. I don't think that has any bearing in the playoffs. And also the central time zone is closer to the eastern time zone, which is where we are, which would make games three and four. And if there's a game six earlier. So that's kind of what I'm about. Um Hopefully we'll have more news about when the series begins. Uh, it could, I'm here on Friday, but it could be Wednesday. It just kind of depends. You know, the NHL doesn't <laughs> want to compete um, after making, they don't want to compete with the NBA after making the dumbest, dumbest of TV scheduling maneuvers that I can, I can remember. There is nothing else on after the NBA playoff game yesterday, Sunday for game six against Edmonton. So what they do is they naturally make the game at 10 o'clock Eastern naturally. The NBA playoff game was over before seven, really. But because of Sunday night baseball, two last place teams on ESPN, they couldn't anyway, they couldn't switch it around. Move, let's move on, please. And then the game ended up starting on ESPN too anyway. Would you believe it? <laughs> good job, ESPN. You guys are great. So next time we talk, we should have some good news, hopefully. Yes, yes, Golden Knights yes. in the Western Conference Final, fourth time in six years. Good stuff for the city. Before we get to a crazy, amazing, wonderful news, a uh, piece of news, you know, about UNLV, I'm going to turn it over to Paula and she'll tell you about one of our other fantastic Please sponsors. Please go check out uh, Monkey Cold Coffee. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. I should do this, right? Um, what I will say, though, is um, I use the rest of our coffee. My sister got me a cold brew pitcher for Mother's Day. And I used the rest of the monkey colt to make our cold brew, and it will be ready tomorrow. Um, so that will be something good for summertime. Oh, that's going to be delicious. Um, if you go check out monkeycoltcoffee.com, use our code VFP10, 10% off. Um, it's going to be – I'm really excited. I bought special creamer for it, and I'm all ready for And I mean – <laughs> very versatile this coffee is hot cold however you want to use it it's fantastic and it's delicious and vfp10 at checkout monkeycoltcoffee.com our other friend let's talk about all our friends first yes vegas varsity vegasvarsity.com yes um kyle's fantastic he, he really is amazing um and i know <coughs> you know with you know, probably, you know, oh. this this piece of UNLV news and, and a piece of baseball news we're going to get to, which is Paula's favorite thing. He is probably going to be have more things coming. But if you want your Raiders, if you want your Rebels, if you want your Golden Knights and even a little bit of high school in Vegas. VegasVarsity.com. VegasVarsity.com. I mean, you're talking about 
local and local legends and vintage threads people all right so at vegas varsity on twitter vfp10 is our code you can get 10 percent off when you use our code at checkout all right with the promotionals out of the way it was a great day for las vegas uh yesterday sunday mother's day happy belated mother's day to all the mothers out there we didn't get a chance to speak before Deedon thomas uh junior uh son of another uh ex-unlv player Deedon thomas senior of course uh Deedon Thomas commits to UNLV. Um, class of 2024, uh, per Mike Grimala of uh, the Las Vegas Sun, Deedon is going to reclassify to 2023, and he will play this fall. He is a starting point guard. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. He is the biggest get in Kevin Kruger's coaching career. He is the biggest get in Marvin Menzies' coaching career. He's a, he's probably one of the biggest gets in Dave Rice's coaching career. You get what I'm saying? Do you think this is good for Kevin Kruger's career? Yes. Yes. Like give him a little, you know, pat on the back star, you know, cause he's, oh, absolutely. you know, not in the worst position, but he's not in a great position. So people who are calling for Kevin Kruger's jobs are assholes. And if that was one of you, I'm sorry, but that's what you are. Because, A, you do not fire a coach two years into a five-plus-year build. You also don't fire a coach who has created a relationship with this kid since the day he got off the plane. That includes when he was TJ Otzelberger's assistant. Okay, you don't do that. Because now if he swings and misses on this kid and UNLV has a crappy year, by all means, fire the man. However... That's not something that you do after year two. He told Deedon, basically, you are going to be the starting point guard. You're going to get a lot of playing time. And he's not lying to him because UNLV needed this commitment. It changes the trajectory for the Rebels program. It changes their odds of being a upper echelon team in the Mountain West. It takes this mixed with the Jalen Hill commitment from Oklahoma, who Kevin Kruger recruited to Oklahoma, who played for Lon. And the Boone twins and the pieces that UNLV brings back and they have one more scholarship and I think they're going to go after a big, big dude. It's possible. There's a bunch of them out there and UNLV's had their hands on them recruiting and also Deedon I'm sure has connections. These kids talk. These kids want to play together. These kids, it's 2023. These kids want to make noise and UNLV has not been heard from in a long time. So it's a, it's, it's a big deal. This is it's program changing. It's um, <coughs> it's going to take UNLV from a middle of the road team to potentially, you know, a top team in the Mountain West. And look, everything's got to click. You know what I mean? Like these things, we've been down this road with UNLV. Um, this is a big one uh, because, in my opinion, Kevin Kruger is a better coach than Dave Rice ever was. Uh, I agree. Uh, uh, and and Dave Rice can recruit. Dave Rice could recruit until the cows come home, but he couldn't develop (laughs) those kids. He couldn't do anything. And anybody who is listening to the sound of my voice can make an excuse. I'm sure Dave Rice is a fantastic man. He is back in Henderson. He is on Twitter showing old game footage about being, you know, and coaching kids up. Dave Rice has probably learned so much in the last handful of years than he could have ever learned. And I hope that one day he can be associated with the program in some way, not head coach. Okay. I have nothing I have nothing against the man, but what Kevin Kruger can do X's and O's wise with his own guys, because let's let's not forget 
that when Lon left, a lot of these kids stayed. And right. Kevin and and, and and Dave Rice's first two years, pretty much, the first year for sure, and a lot of the second year, because you could say that he recruited his first year to get those second year kids, but there were kids on the team from Lon's teams. I think okay. we're, 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 I'm just, getting there. We're, we're, I'm getting there. Please. <laughs> I'm going to make my point. My point is, is that Kevin Kruger in his first two years at UNLV has proved that with high turnover, he can coach. Now I'm not talking about NCAA tournaments. I'm not talking about postseason appearances. I'm talking about stability and creating a foundation that UNLV can build off of because what good is it if you get to the tournament, if you can't do anything. Okay. So this year is super duper important for Kevin Kruger and UNLV. Um, he's going to need to make the NCAA tournament. I don't know if he gets fired. If he doesn't, I think the seat is hot. Uh, I will say that. And I hope not. UNLV could be looking for another head coach uh, if Kevin has a not I think, great. I think like, like let's start the season and then we can like worry about that. Yeah, you know, pre you know, uh, spring and preseason expectations are always off the charts and and and. Uh, not not true and and but great get for UNLV best player they've gotten in years um and uh it was a good day for Las Vegas it's been a really really good day uh for Las Vegas if you want to talk about something that Paula loves to talk about uh she loves talking about the Oakland yeah. A's um so the A's <coughs> between 2 and 3 weeks ago the A's entered into a buying agreement with land that was on the other side of the 15 where Allegiant stadium is, but down the road, I think it's like streets. Anyway, I think Dean Martin was one of them. Uh, I mean, it, it was, it's basically on the opposite side of the 15 from the strip, uh, down the street from Mark Davis, uh, Mark Davis's house. And, um, that was a couple of weeks ago. They entered into a buying agreement. Uh, it, the A's are going to bring a billion dollars uh, to the table. They are going to need $500 million of taxpayer uh, hotel room <laughs> guests money okay, to make this work, um, which doesn't sit right with a whole lot of people because of the deal that the Raiders got, $750 million. So, of course, um, a lot of you know, higher ups in in the Valley, including, you know, the governor and others have said that they're not going to give any more public money. So what happened was, in my opinion, and a lot of this is behind the scenes, since that plan to take land, um, to be sold land that was originally, you know, Red Rock Resort stations, uh, station casinos land to the A's didn't go over well because of how much they were going to need. The A's decided that they were going to pivot and they were going to go to the Tropicana Hotel site where it stands right now. And they are going to blow up the Tropicana and they're going to build a baseball stadium there. They're also going to build a hotel, which is going to be the new Tropicana, which is going to be behind the baseball stadium. So it's like 40 something acres. The A's are going to get nine acres. <coughs> that land is being essentially given to them by the Bally, not, not, the Bally's, like the old hotel, which is now Horseshoe, Bally Corporation, is loaning them the land. That was a deal that the A's had had on the table from TROP months, months, months ago. They didn't want it because 
they wanted to make their own yes, way. However, the legislature in Nevada does not like that because that would be more taxpayer money. My question money. is, I'm sorry to cut you off. It's just very okay. long. Um, I was getting there. Do locals want this? I'm curious. Depends who you talk to. Well, you're not a local, so I'm not asking you. I'm a lot of people don't. A lot of people don't because of... Anyway, if you can let me know. I'm just curious to what our ah. viewers think. I wasn't asking you. I thought that you were asking me. No, do know. locals want this? I'm just curious. I do not give a damn about the Raiders or the A's in terms of any Yet kind of fan. we still talk about them. Because it is the fact that <laughs> Vegas is becoming has become, is becoming, will always be becoming an ever, you know, an evolving sports Right, but is town. it going to, if you have the A's and women's basketball and the Knights and the Raiders and the Silver Knights and maybe basketball, NBA in the future. Nobody goes to UNLV games, so that's where all these people go. You know what I mean? Anyway, like I was saying, does it dilute everything? The product. I I mean, in in a way, yes. But what's different from Vegas now and 10 years ago is the (laughs) fact that there is has been a hunger and an understanding for the market. I don't think it's going to be as successful as the Knights or even the Raiders for that matter. I don't think so. I think at first it will be, but I don't think it's going to last. And the reason is because the product isn't really any good. Uh, It's not good in Oakland. Uh, It it hasn't been. Longevity. Yeah. That's a big chunk of change. Well, the owner there doesn't want to spend money because he wants to move. So he's wow. basically bludgeoning the team to sucking so he can move. And that that that's that's absolutely what he's doing. So I guess what would happen is he moves to Vegas and he spends money on the team. But to you know, know, to kind of answer what you're saying, you know, when before the nights, before the Golden Knights, you didn't you didn't have anything but UNLV basketball, right? And now all these teams are coming attendance at all these events are amazing so what does that say about the fandom I, I in the valley there's, there's a want for it right i'm saying there's only so much you can do or can't even afford to do true and golden knights tickets go up a lot each I mean, year can you be a season holder at for the nights and for the Raiders and for the Oakland A's, I mean, you can, I guess. It's tough because <laughs> there's 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 a hand, there's a bunch of Sundays where the Raiders and the Golden Knights play at this almost the identical time. They don't they don't they they don't figure that out correctly. So <laughs> I can't see. I can't see. He's peeking. Oh, okay. I see it now. I, 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 I'm a, I'm at a different <laughs> angle. I'm at a different angle. Um. What is wrong with your he, He's peak. He's I don't know peeking at us from behind the door. He's the uh, he's the star of the show. We also didn't even talk about NBA. How's the longevity of that in, in terms of when you add the NBA into this that's already what, that's what I'm mar- saying. you know huge that's market what I of just sports? Said. Yeah, that's literally what I just said. No, but you talked about all these other things. I said, and eventually NBA. It's crowded. It's a crowded room in Las Vegas. Uh, much crowd, much more crowded than we ever could have imagined when we lived there. And I mean, it's 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 great for the city. This, it's probably a really good time, you know, to be a sports fan in Vegas. And hopefully, UNLV is able to compete because it, you know, and getting a guy like Thomas really will really help. helps UNLV yes, uh, for help. sure, no doubt about it. Um, at the Golden Wife on Twitter, 
wish her well. Wish Thank you, please. <laughs> it's been a rough couple Tell weeks. Tell her to feel better, <laughs> you know, because it's like, it's always something. It, you know, it's always something, uh, whether it's the kids or whether it's allergies. Uh, at the Golden Wife, at Vegas Fever Pod. Uh, for me, we are on Facebook, uh, the Vegas Fever Podcast. YouTube at the Vegas Fever Podcast. No, at Inside the Rink. That's right. That's where we're posting Why our videos. Do, I do that. Okay. Yeah. Rewind. <laughs> uh, Inside the Rink on YouTube. Please subscribe. We got to get out of here before the cat. Uh, <laughs> he's just about he's to gonna jump us. off the top rope. Uh, <laughs> and uh, oh, oh God, I think we're gonna. Okay, we're out. Bye. Hit it, hit it again, I, sweet darling. I'm so sorry, everybody.